and it's only in the mornings that she like really likes to like play alone and stuff like that but um Just a PS5 stock meme, Nightmare Before Christmas. No, no. but uh, we are officially live, gentlemen. We are live. All so right. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, one and all. Now I got to do this Christmas themed because you you screwed it up. What's now, this? What, what's this? What, what's this? What's this? Magic Oh, I guess I actually. What's this? I got, what's this? I, I got a great. There's no graphics cards to spare. What's this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, or what switch? What switch? What switch? <laughs> um, welcome one and all to Pixel Pints. We're a bunch of guys that like to chillax, talk about video games and good beer. Now, if you are drinking, we all recommend that you do drink responsibly. We don't condemn any kind of heavy drinking of any capacity. Um, and we don't have any sponsors. Condone? <laughs> Wait, what did I say? Condemn. condemn. Oh, sorry. I condemn. We can. We don't. <laughs> don't condone. We don't condone. I I meant the opposite, but I said the what. See, it's early. Don't don't do as I say. It's seven a.m. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> um, but we have no beer sponsorships, but we are open to them. So you know, I I've heard Miller Lite sponsoring a Bears podcast that is not the Chicago Bears official podcast. So Miller Lite can definitely sponsor us, and maybe we would say nice things about them. I mean, I occasionally drink Miller Lite, so you know. Okay, Burkoff will be the will be the reader of every single Miller Lite sponsorship. Feel free yeah, to two, just send that my way. Yeah, two fifths of the people on this podcast currently are from Wisconsin. Uh, come on, that's that's got to count for something, right? right. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 got Miller Lite in our veins from childhood, yeah. at least. I gotta go, Miller. I gotta go. High Life, the Champagne of beers. I like High Life. Champagne of beers. I loved the High Life guy. Lady in the Moon. The High Life guy was my life on his commercials, and I wonder where he is now. Um, (laughs) uh, So, I'm joined by wonderful, wonderful people. I'm your host, Mitch. Uh, It is a dark time in video games, and we will get to that later on. But I have (laughs) Burkoff handling the key, the king of the keys. With the diggly ding, how are they? Uh, pretty good. Do you want me to explain the nightmare before Christmas now or later? That's up to you. Well, I think. Yeah, you, you know, later, later. <laughs> All right. I want to just know how you are. I didn't ask about nightmare before Christmas. I asked how you were. I'm good. Cause... It's uh, approximately nine C here, uh, so it's dipping down. No, nope. pretty cool. McWomble's not here. You can tuck in Fahrenheit now. We got <laughs> we got primarily. United States in this in this call. This is true, but I, technically, I, just, I run I on. Disagree, uh, I disagree with that. You should get on. The I live. System. I live in the, uh, a land that uh, has the metric system or uses the metric um, system. Um, so. uh, Evan, Evan, Mike's cues on this call. Three people are from America out of five. That's a pri- <laughs> That's that's a major- majority. <laughs> because there's a majority doesn't make it right. But I... Well. Well, that's why we live in democracy. <laughs> those with the power, those with the power, get to glower. <laughs> Tell 
Uh, let's go to Mike with this little bald thing that we just see little eyes popping out. So we're not sure if it's half. Oh, it's human. There it is. Hey. Now it's hey. the, she... the pop filter. She's a superstar. Uh, life's been good. Life's been good. Um, Right now, like she's been. The problem is, is that the games I want to play, I don't want to let her watch at the moment because I've been trying to push through Demon Souls. Mm. And so, um, like, I don't want her getting, you know, nightmares of the flame lurker or something like that uh, at the age of 11 and a half months. So, <laughs> 11 and say, a half that's, a, that's a really young looking 11 year old. 11 and a half months or whatever. Uh, but um, it is 44F, 7C. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania, right now. Um, but uh, the what's fun is that actually one of the my favorite things I've been playing on my PS5 is the Lord of the Rings UHD set that just came out. Yeah, oh, had, some people talking about that. It's yeah. so yeah. pretty. It is so pretty. Oh my goodness! I'm so goddamn jealous. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it. Like at first, like some of the stuff, I was like, "Is it any different? Is it any better?" And then, like, and then different scenes would come by, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Bilbo is sweating the entire time he's making his speech. <laughs> what <laughs> the <laughs> heck? You know, what's the like, so so far out of the collection? What's the one scene? Give me the one scene where you're like, "Wow!" Like worth my money. I mean, even just the opening. Uh, attack on Mount Doom because like my wife and I have just been slowly moving through it because this little one doesn't give us you know three and a half hour stretches like <laughs> at a time to watch through movies so we've only gotten halfway through the fellowship so far and but even just the opening battle um at the f slopes of Mount Doom just the different the uh, and <laughs> yep and like L Lily thought it was incredible too. <laughs> yeah. she's like, it's in HD. She's, she just wants to talk about it. She's had no one to talk to about it. <laughs> she needs well, her baby podcast. And, and what and what also has just been <laughs> wow is is how well Weta Workshop had done all the makeup and all the props and stuff in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because I am seeing no flaws, like no. Like, oh, there's that tiny little bit where you can tell it's a wig or, or like the smudge of his makeup or other stuff. I'm like, he, he gets in, you see more pores, you see more dirt, you see more grime, you see more sweat, but you don't see any mistakes. Like, awesome. it's, it's been pretty cool. It's like, how, how long did it take them to make all those, that chainmail armor? It was like link by link they made all, all that oh, stuff? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The like, detail I, on this thing. I, I, I forget I this. It's insane. The stuff for the um, like the main characters, they're like, no, this is the real stuff, and if it isn't the real stuff, it's made exactly like the real stuff, just with slightly lighter materials. So it still takes just as long to make it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's, it's, I, you, it's you hilarious. Not... To, it's hilarious to me that the Hobbit films are already more dated to those films. Yeah. <laughs> from years and years yeah. ago. You um, yeah. you have now created an interesting potential future pixel pines podcast because uh daniel also has a child so you can do the, ga the gate <laughs> babies podcast this is true they're about the same well not right, quite the same age but yeah all right yeah. you're now to get banished to the floor <laughs> that doesn't no. sound nice all right, all right Evan. <gasps> How, how's things in, <laughs> in the land of the sun 
the sun will be rising in about five hours. It's Sunday morning. Well, it's midnight, basically, 1226. Six degrees Celsius, 43 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm doing okay. That's all I got. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. You, If I punched someone in the face and ran into a... Coffee shop. Uh, yeah, a Portland coffee shop, you might be able to notice me, but haha. Now you don't. <laughs> Out, outfit complete. Oh, Jeez. sorry. Like everyone else now. I thought you were making yourself out to be the brawny paper towel man in training. <laughs> <laughs> the quilted oh, quicker picker upper. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm drinking on the job. I think I'm going to get fired. I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right, Liam. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, it's four degrees Celsius here. I don't know what the hell it is in Fahrenheit. We have to didn't even do the mark. courtesy. No courtesy. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love Keith's comment on, on this episode. He's gonna watch it. He's like, "What the fuck? Why is everybody doing the temperature now?" Because <laughs> that's the first thing Game we worse. ask in America. How's the weather? I, yeah, I don't know why. It's just I don't know weird. why either. I caught my family doing it, and I was like, "Why are you asking me about the weather?" It's such a. <laughs> it's, it's, and, yeah. and then they said, "I don't know." <laughs> okay, go ahead. Just a general Sorry, greeting doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. We we've got the what games we've been playing section coming up, do we? No. But no? Okay. but what have you been playing on your uh, PS5 while all of us sit here except for Mike's Q not having something in our hands? I mean, I've been playing Demon Souls as well. Nice. It's pretty tough. Um, I'm struggling a bit, if I'm honest. Um, more so than with any of the other Dark Souls really? games. Your Liam, if Liam, if you want you're something easy, you want something a little easier to like break up the monotonous. Code Vein is a great easy Dark Souls game. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might pick up eventually. Uh, it's all of, like know. there's so many abilities in that game and special powers, and you have a companion with you every, all the time, or you can choose not to have one if you want challenge. Mm -hmm. But I like just having a companion, and you can add a third online player to be added to your party so all of a sudden you kick ass and like i only have to fight a boss like twice yeah. <laughs> um liam I mean, the main thing i was playing oh sorry is that what you're about to mention evan no you always seem uh, to know what i'm playing <laughs> oh no I, I don't think i do uh just gonna say hello my name is evan piotrowski i'm from the brotherhood of the silent sorrow and have you heard of a game called blasphemous you might um, like Nope, never heard of it. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Bow down to the grievous miracle. No, what else have you been playing? <laughs> I, 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 I've been playing um, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. It's oh, a yeah. game by Vanillaware. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. It's, it's great, really good. Um, mainly its sci-fi plot is pretty interesting and ridiculously it's, complicated. <laughs> it's more of an RPG than uh, their other stuff, right? Uh, or is it more I mean, action heavy? It's a little more because it's got like a strategy game sort of put oh, in okay. a like point and click game. It's quite weird, but yeah, it's kind it's of a, it's, a, it's a little bit long, a bit too long in places. But it, but, but it's it's cool. Right. Their art is their art design is second to none, though. Oh yeah, games are absolutely beautiful. It's really, really gorgeous. Like really gorgeous. Liam, I'll admit that I was uh, struggling with Demon Souls for the first couple hours as well. Oh yeah. Mostly, that was me unlearning Ghost of Tsushima controls. Uh. Mm. 
Because think about it. Your yeah, main attack, attack, it's hard your main attack in Ghost of Tsushima is mm. Nosh Grass in Demon Souls. Yeah. Well, that kept, square, yeah. square attack is like, use your item. So like, I'm like, no, kill him. Why are you sitting there eating a salad? Why? <laughs> I, I kept doing the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, it always takes that like five, 10 minutes to like relearn something, especially like oh. after you beat a game and then you come back to it. It's like, there's that transition time of going, whoa, whoa, okay, wrong game, wrong game button. Uh, I think yeah. it took me two days to unlearn that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was terrible when I was playing Breath of the Wild and Neo at the same time. Oh, like, wow, that's quite the... Uh... It was. It was. Arena. It was the same. It was the same when I was playing Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn because their controls are completely different. Yeah, like because like all three didn't all three of those came up, come out like at very yep. close to the same, same time, time. Exactly. like within in two Mar weeks in or March, something like mid March. That. Yeah, it was like yeah. one week, seventeen. Next one, the next week, and then the third one the next week. It was an entire month of like game, 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 game. It was, it was a really very cool. long, a very long blustery like, winter. Don't forget everybody's favorite game at the end of the month. Mass Effect Andromeda. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Everybody remembers most. M move, moving yeah. on. Moving on. Uh, anybody have? Oh, uh, no one ask how I'm doing. I'm sorry. It's only. It's only. It's only gracious as the host. Oh, it's tradition. Out. It's, it's tradition. Keith, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> how is the Dark how? Princess of Nerd Media doing? Bullocks. Bullocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Been playing a lot of games. I did uh, down. I do have cyber. I did purchase Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. Now I did it the smart way. I did it on my PC because I'm not playing the console shit versions. Yeah, uh, good move. I've, one. Yeah, I've thought about getting and, the PC version. And, and yeah. two, I learned note to self: if you buy the PC version, you get to play it early, because if oh. you have the console versions, you have to wait till midnight your standard time. But if mm. you get the PC version, you get to play it at 12 noon British time. So I get to play it starting 4 p.m. the day before it comes out. What? Uh, and is it Mitch. In Polish time? Yes, yeah, sorry, Polish time. Yes. So given, um, go ahead, go ahead. Matt. Did you did you get it on GOG or Steam? Steam. Steam. Okay. Yeah. Why? What? What? What was with? I was waiting oh, was to just... try and snag a deal for Steam, but I never saw any. Like you there can was get never GOG, was... GOG, GMNG, blah, 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 all sorts of stuff like that. You can get it, but I was just curious because yeah, uh... ah, fuck. You okay there, Evan? Yeah, my beer overflowed a bit. <laughs> <but I'm good. laughs> I was I was genuinely concerned there for a minute. Jesus, I know. I thought he, I thought he like dropped a knife on his foot or something, and then we'd have to like take him to the hospital in real time. Uh, like, no. could we call Japan's hospital from here and like call an ambulance for him? I think I'd be okay. It's just like right over there. You guys hear it enough? <laughs> hey, up here. Just call from the window. Hey, send right somebody. Would you? Nature calls. Um, oh. No, the reason I was curious is because uh, Gog is uh, owned and run by CD Projekt Red. Mm. Oh CD yeah. Project. I didn't see anything. I didn't see any deals. Just I saw one deal I could snag, but um, unfortunately it was British. It was a British uh, website, so I could not convert it to um, to dollars. Okay. And it was only oh, like really? five bucks cheaper, and so I was like, it's fine. I'll just I'll just buy it full price, whatever. Yeah, the one thing that I've noticed, I've seen on Twitter, is a lot of people are saying that it actually doesn't take that beefy of a rig, as long as you're playing in 1080 or lower. Right, you know, and for you, me, my rig you know is my rig's pretty nice anyway. So, huh. sorry, Matt, I need to comment on what you just said. It's because they optimized the game properly. Oh. Developers, 
<laughs> well, there's that too, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I will be playing it and be able to at least get a huge chunk of it done before we do our Pixel Pint Game of the Year awards. So it will be a contender. We're not just because I have beef with how CG Project Red gets hyped for no reason doesn't mean we're not going to give it a fair shake for a potential <laughs> Game of the Year win. So just want to be fair and obvious on that one. Sure. Okay. That works. Evan purely Evan clearly has beer right now because he spilt it. So what do you got? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I I was I wanted to pour it so it had a decent amount of head before I showed it. You don't need. Uh, that didn't work that. out. Your your head's All always right. super. Oh, large. I'm sorry. Before you begin, I have. One, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. Before you begin, I have one more statement I have to make, which is sure. uh, unfortunately our statement man is not here, so I have to oh, make it myself. Not. Which is, I'm extremely disappointed that there is no game of the game award game of the game awards this year um just because mcwomble lost does not mean he gets to override the, the pixel pines council in regards to overriding a game that's in existence in our mythos so i am boycotting mcwomble well i'm gonna i'm gonna second his decision just because we had talked about the game awards t- like twice up damn leading it. up to this episode so. damn it. i want more power <laughs> the master of the OBS has spoken. We cannot. Uh, yes. we, we cannot say more. No and watch. What. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a message from McWomble going. Okay, you can. Oh, you can boycott me. Don't show up next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all. It's all. It's all with love. It's, it's all. all it's all in jest. It's all in good fun. It's all. It's all in mm-hmm. good fun. All right, Evan, go ahead. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I do have a beer. Um, and uh, actually it's from the city that I teach in, uh, in Osaka prefecture. And nice. I did a bit of research, uh, about it. Apparently it's the oldest craft brewery in Osaka. Um, which is not to say a lot cause the, all the, the beer laws regarding, uh, like how much, how many barrels you had to produce a year to make it a legitimate business so that you could sell it for profit only happened in the mid nineties. So, uh, this opened up in 1995. Um, it's a kuni kuni no cho beer. Kuni no cho means like the the best in the land, I guess. But the cool thing is, originally they were a sake brewery from like the the like eighteen twenty, and then they just brewed sake and shochu the for almost their entire history until nineteen ninety five when Japan changed the beer laws. They're like, hey, we kind of have this facility already and got enough money let's buy some beer shit and make some beer. So since 1995, the sake brewery has also been brewing beer. Uh, So this is their seasonal series. And I guess this is the kind of the clay roof of the building where they brew the beer with a bit of foam coming out of it. And then the logo itself is this little frog. It's kind of a cheap looking logo like yeah. i actually don't like mm. it very much but uh in japanese uh frog means kaidu and kaidu also means um to return home so they kind of have this double meaning going on with like hey this our sake and our beer is supposed to give you that feeling of like going back home or going to a good place blah 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 so yeah they um they have like four main beers that they sell uh, year round and you can find them in some stores uh, lots of import stores that have kind of like 
just general stuff that you won't find anywhere else. They'll they'll be there. But this is a seasonal series. This is a pale ale. Um, so I just poured it and spilled a little bit of it. As McGuan uh, says, not, you never know how to pour a beer. <laughs> yeah. Although you're supposed to have a bit of foam. It's not supposed to be this little. Ask any beer expert. Yeah. It's, you're supposed to have a decent amount of head because it is part of the beer. Like foam is beer. And when it dissipates, it becomes beer and what it, all the carbonation, uh, the bubbles evaporate. But uh, it's quite dark, but it's, it's, it's rather clear. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the uniformity of the bubbles because they all kind of dissipated or spilled on the counter um they're overflowing yeah it has a weird smell to it that i can't it's like it it says it's supposed to be tropical i'll laugh if it's like like, uh, oh that's my deodorant (laughs) it smells like me it smells like me (laughs) i I, I dropped something in here yeah I suppose it does smell fruity, but it's like raisiny. Yeah, it kind of smells like raisins. I don't know. It doesn't. Maybe I'm comparing it to like an American pale ale where we just everything is turned up to 11 in terms of flavors and aromas. Yeah, and it's definitely not that. Mm, I'm curious if like you 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 smell a beer, you taste a beer, and you're like, oh, it smells like raisins, and then you just grab some raisins and just put it in your beer. <laughs> and then I look, it's like half raisins. Oh, wait, I put raisins in this beer glass before I poured the beer. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Um, no, it's, uh, yeah, it does, it, it, it is very fruity on the nose. Like, it smells but... like Legos. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, what kind of, what a beer that would be. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got it's got a decent uh, balance between the kind of uh, the sweetness and uh, the hops. I like that the hops are not overpowered as they shouldn't be in a pale ale, but I don't know if I really like the aroma, but it goes down quite nicely. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not bad. It's, what's it's the not a-, a bad pale ale. What's the ABV? Oh, good question. Uh, 5.5. Okay. Good session beer. So, yeah. yeah. Proper <laughs> sesh. Proper sesh, bro. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. You actually, I, it sparked a quick question for everybody. A short, keep it short and simple. But uh, if you uh, like, if you smelt a beer, what's an obscure smell that you would love your beer to smell like, but you know it would never smell like that? So, like um, Mike's Q, you just said what? What'd you say? Uh, I said Legos. Legos. Okay, <laughs> you, that doesn't have to be your answer. Mine would be a, a, a brand new, fresh. <laughs> Okay. A brand new fresh what? Book. book. A, ah, that's a the that's a good smell. one actually. Ooh. Um this is weird, but you said fresh. I would do um a pair of uh fresh shoes straight out of the box. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh new car smell or the color purple? The color purple has a smell? I don't know, I'm just yeah, I'm throwing it out there. Okay. Liam, what <laughs> you got? Color, the, the color the color dinner. Sorry. A, a what? Thanksgiving roast dinner. Nice. <laughs> I think, uh, Berkhoff, the color purple smells like what Jack Nicholson's Joker's purple vest <laughs> looks like in the 1989 Batman movie. There you go. Like, it, it, yeah, it smells like that thing looks like it smells. So. It smells like an old man, is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, it just, it, like, it just, it's, it smells like purple, I, I guarantee it. What do you got, Mike's? Um, 
the smell of not the electrical pole pitch that they seal the poles up, but with the lighting poles. Because there's the pine, like those big, tall pine beam, like a pine light beam, seems <laughs> outside my house. Oh, and, okay. And, and laughing pitch, at your answer. And That's the pitch, so the like the the pitch that they use to seal it has such a very unique, like hmm. resiny smell. That's and interesting. That would be an extremely weird smell to crack open a beer to, like not unpleasant. That's a deep cut, man. That's a deep it. cut. That's but, a very, oh. that's a very rural, rural answer. <laughs> I don't think anybody, anybody lives in the city knows what that is. Uh, no, no, much, no. Much, it's, it's, it was from my apartment in, um, in the city. Like okay. it was okay, the, so the lamppost outside. The lamppost outside had a um, and the uh, the electrical poles that went down the street. They didn't have that smell, but the individual hmm. poles that they set up just for lights, they had that smell. So it was a different type of resin. I know what kind of smell you're talking about because, like, yeah, you can smell it when you walk by those poles. So it's much, much like I switched my favorite Ninja Turtle after like 20 years of loving Leonardo and I changed <laughs> it to Donatello. Uh, around the time that Burkoff and I played Turtles, Turtles in Time on his channel, um, I'm switching my answer from new shoes to fre freshly cut grass. Something oh. about what. That's a, uh, Mike that's said reminded one. me of freshly cut that, grass. That, that, that's a good Enjoy one. Enjoy that smell. That makes me <laughs> allergic to something. In that. Oh no! All right, <laughs> well, all right. Don't, now, don't drink my beer. It'll don't uh, drink Evan's grass. Beer. It's, it's probably we, why I don't like stronger. We, we move from the smells to go to WTF to the night before Christmas, Burkoff. All right. So somebody wanted to talk about. Um, video game developers like head developers and <laughs> I had uh, a feeling that's what it was okay. their their influence on the games that they make um, ah, smart there is yeah there is uh, this concept called or tier theory or or tour theory um, or cinema de Artur or film de Artur. Um and that concept basically is the director screenwriter cinematographer um, that one person has a heavy influence on the entire production. So Tim Burton, Oliver Stone, Steven Spielberg, like all these guys are known for having a specific style. Um, that concept's kind of applied to video games when you talk about people like uh, Casey Hudson, for instance, or Ken Levine, or Hideo Kojima, or uh, Corey Barlog, or I don't know. You can go down the list. There's a bunch of uh, people that are sort of in similar positions. Um, and so that's why... Tim Schaefer. Yeah, Tim Schaefer. So that's why I use The Nightmare Before Christmas because Tim Burton has a very unique, uh, very identifiable style. Um, yeah, so actually, I just watched a documentary of the creation of The Nightmare Before Christmas and they only so called did I. it... I watched only, it yesterday. On Netflix, right? The one on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, actually, so apparently... It was only called Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas because they needed Tim Burton's name attached to it. He has he has barely any touchings of this thing. They just basically sent him things while he made Batman Returns, and he basically yeah. said, "I like it. I don't like it." That's all they did. Wow. Okay. Like, you mean like never, based, based never, on his initial drawings, it's, like it's yeah, he it's drew based, Jack Skellington and all that stuff, like based on yeah. his initial idea and story. But, but like, besides that, none of it had to everything. do with him. They yeah. did everything and got no the that, credit. Yeah. Well, so yeah. that's the that's the argument um, is you have this large group of people that are working on a project, and then usually one person that's sort of the figurehead that that gets most of the credit for 
the look and feel and design of a project. Uh, but, yeah, or could you? Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't use this one as your argument, to be honest. Um, I really wouldn't. I, I wouldn't at all because you know, like, well, that's what you wanted to talk about, right? Because you don't, you don't particularly feel that um, or think that those individuals have much of an influence, right? Sorry. Um, yeah, I should clarify where we're at. So yeah, uh, I brought this topic up because, so I'm in all black as a, as a, as a homage to the funeral of Bioware because they have lost. <laughs> okay. Some, Johnny Cash. Some, 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 <laughs> some, some <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Johnny Cash. So I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Um, that uh, we, Bioware has had two people left. Two significant people have left Bioware. Casey Hudson, for the second time, has left Bioware. And that was, no, he, le- he left the first time, and he went back. They, they grabbed him back to help save Bioware, and now he's gone a second time. And then they lost an executive producer for um, the new Dragon Age game that's currently in development. Um, so it became a conversation of, with them leaving, is it significant? Like, does this affect how the game is going to happen? Because I said, yes, I think it does. Absolutely. Um, You know, I consider it's like similar. I mean, one, we have examples of when people leave projects, how those projects, a vast majority percentage of them turn out, especially in recent history. But then on top of that is you could even compare it to as simple as, you know, I'm a big football fan the GM is in charge of the entire organization as a football team. They hire the coaches, they hire the, they, they sign the players, they choose to release players, they choose to trade players, and they're responsible for what happens on the field. They set the mode and the agenda of what that team is. And without that leadership, yes, someone could come in and fill that in and do a good job, but that's not the but then you're going in an entirely new direction and when it comes to game development when you apply that to games these when you're when games are being developed they come with a specific thought in mind of an what the ideas are going into the game and when you change that person that person says well we're going to create um, create new ideas that changes how the development is done anthem is a great example so yeah. Oh, I, I, I just need to clarify something that I think is going over a lot of people's heads. Um, these two guys, uh, both Mark Dara and um, Casey Hudson, are not involved with these games on a creative level. Um, they, they're actually just in charge of delegating the talent and telling them, basically, you're getting a little bit too overconfident with this idea. You can't put this in the game. You know, this is going to extend our budget this far. They're basically the managers. They, they take on the role that Shannon Studstill took on in uh, Sony Santa Monica uh, with God of War, if you remember. Um, Correct, yeah, but they, but she yeah. still has to approve every bit of that project, and she has to trust yeah. them to do the project. Well, so, well that's exactly right. But but for for a game that's as in early in as early in development as the new Mass Effect would be, it really wouldn't make that much of a difference if he left the project now. I mean, I'm not saying that him them losing him as a talent couldn't be a bad thing, like going forwards, you know, because will they find a replacement that works as well as he would? Well, uh, remains to be seen. But I would say that Mark Dara leaving in the middle of the game project uh, for Dragon, Dragon Age, Age is a much bigger blow, considering that game's right in the middle of development. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. that, that that is uh, bigger. 
problem, well, I would say. Yeah, to your point, Liam, I would also say that conversely, Casey Hudson coming on in the middle of Anthem didn't really save that project. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was still a big I mean, they, tr- they tried. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I think... Right. That's a good Yo, point. Go ahead, Evan. Yeah. Yeah, no, no are... I'm just saying that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, and I'll... <clears throat> um, it also <laughs> depends on the like the scope of the project. Obviously, with a lot of these things, these games that are big enough for us to be talking about them, thinking about them, worried about them, they're big projects. They have hundreds, if not thousands, of people working on them, and so it is easy to not easy, but it's um logical to think well how much of an influence does one single person have on that because they're not the person who's actually making that art asset and like that creative thing but they're they are going to have an influence more and more the closer they are to the top one of the biggest things that um i'm still not sure what the right answer would have been for a change in one person um was in the hobbit trilogy switching from guillermo del toro back to Peter Jackson, but with no extension of um, release date. Mm. Um, and so everyone was like, oh, yes, Jackson, the one true ring master of them all, like, <laughs> is back on the on the right mm. trilogy. But he came in three years later and didn't have and wasn't given an extension of time. And to be honest, I would have been very interested in what Del Toro... W- his spin would have been on the Middle Earth universe because we'd seen Peter Jackson's magnum opus of the trilogy right. already. Yeah. Like he had he had five years of pre-production to write stuff, to prepare stuff, to get ready before they shot a single frame. And that's why those movies turned out so well. Um, and if El Toro had been given an equal amount of time and had actually wanted to finish the project, I would have been really interested in what he would have done. But, um, mm. and so a lot of stuff had to be scrapped and I'm sure there was probably still some influences of, of you know, how Del Toro is a lot more um, like uh, fantastical or weird or slight, like twisted. Like, I think he would have had a, a good twist on, on some of that stuff. I mean, I.e. like obviously like Pan's Labyrinth and all sorts of things like that. People point to as like, oh, this is the Del Toro thing. Um, but like that is and doing Harry Potter number three. Um, there, he is someone who, like him, uh, Del Toro, Jackson, et cetera, are one of those people that you can't just um, replace with someone else and have the same feel. And and I think uh, going on top of that, you know, like, um, so you talked about like those, how much does one person influence when you got hundreds, potentially a th- thousand people working on a game? That's when, when you have the more people you have at the bottom, that's how more important the people are at the top because they have to make sure that their vision is clear, concise, and everyone is on the same page of understanding what direction are we going for this game. And so that's why something like Dragon Age is huge. And I agree with, uh, with Liam in regards to saying like this, of uh, the executive producer leaving Dragon Age is huge. But I also think Casey leaving also is huge because the studio had gone downturn when Casey left. And on top of that, Mass Effect, I think, is even more in danger of its new game coming out because, you know, the, the games, uh, games, 
God of War was going on a, in a certain direction and without having people there that have done the games before wasn't able to help bring it back to something or, or reimagine it or give it something a fresh new take and it didn't take until you took Corey Barlog and brought him back to Santa Monica for him to reimagine the project and for him to make a magnum opus of his own yeah for, Car I, for Corey I mean, Barlog to grow up basically because mm -hmm. I'm not saying the the first three games were bad because they, they were good games but yeah. um the age I was when those games came out those were like on the top of the list of games I knew I would get in trouble if like if my parents found me playing like playing those games not just because <laughs> the of the minute to minute stuff but the occasional like um, press circle to bang yeah the virility, the, game, right? the virility of the uh, the the greek of the greek pantheon oh see it was the opposite for me my 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 dad would be upset if i wasn't playing those games oh no mitch like i was just about to say my mom watched me play all three of those games oh, really games. Which, yeah. which we can all say god of war 2 was the one that Corey did and that was probably the best one of the yeah. trilogy oh. um Corey was not, not involved with one he was. He, he was, was just. An, he just was, I think he was. He was not the director. Okay. Yeah. So, so he directed two and three. Just two. two. Three. Oh, okay. He left after two. Um, okay. Third was done. Oh, third was done by the director of Jedi Fallen Order. Um, oh, I forgot okay. his name though, but he was so. Steak, so he was something. Yeah, Steak, Steak yeah. Um yeah. So he actually was the art director of God oh. of War two he still, and upgraded yeah. to God of War three, which he did a good job. Yeah, he still did a very good job in three. Mm -hmm. For sure. I want to I want to clarify something that we're talking about. Are we talking about like director or lead designer? Or are we just um, talking about a, a a powerful, a big name with a a, a l large pedigree leaving a project? Well, so like that, that's what I'm really trying to get out because um like going off of what you just said, like uh, I'm still disappointed to this day that we never got to see Amy Hennig's Uncharted Four. I, I still that's think I'm, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I, I still think Uncharted Four is a vastly inferior game to what I would have expected Uncharted Four under Amy mm. Hennig to be. Um, but but when Casey Hudson leaves, um, say the next Mass Effect project, not midway through, but at the beginning of it, um, and as somebody who isn't in charge of the creative vision going forwards, he he's just the guy that's there to put them in the right direction it's sort but of you like can't, that thing you where... can't necessarily say no, that but, but, Leo, but because it's, he it's had sort, such um, an influence on yeah. mass effect that potentially no, no, he was that, consulted constantly on the series my, my opinion on the thing is it's like uh, i think one of the reasons god of war was such a successful game was because shannon studstill clearly had like a lot of synergy with the people that were making that game she understood what they wanted you know, she she gave them and she took away from them when need be. And I, I think Casey Hudson would have been a great person for that job. You know, considering he knows the franchise well, he knows the law, he he knows how to deal with the EA higher ups. Um, so I think it's a loss in that way. It's not going to change the project going forwards. If if they find a good replacement, I think they'll be fine. I I was more concerned over the next couple of weeks going forwards. If if any more staff leave the studio after this, that's when I start getting concerned. Because we... it's like, that's normally yeah. what happens if a big person leaves, then you get a staff exodus and then it's just like, yeah, you, know, so you, can't, have... you can't replace Go ahead, these people. Off. I was okay. going to say, I think uh, Dragon Age is probably a, a safer game than the next Mass Effect, right? Because Dragon Age 4 has already been in development for probably since inquisition 
that game yeah, of the four year. Years. Um, Three or four years, at least. I, I mean, they they restarted the project like twice there. So. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Aren't they showing something at the game game awards? I thought that's a rumor. Yeah, they are. Everyone they are. something. It at got the game confirmed. Awards. They okay. are showing that at the game awards. Even George Lucas is, I'm sure. Miss <laughs> <laughs> no. Miss Burkoff must be. She heck, can't wait heck, to see Tom that. Holland's going to show up to show yeah. up the Uncharted movie. She, I, bet, I bet he's got um, that. Yeah, I have a quick question: Do we have Do we have an example of uh, a game where the prominent name left, and then it was filled by someone else, and still turned out great? Because there's a lot. There's a lot of times where met, you mean met the standard met the standard or or surpassed what people thought because there's a lot of times where you know like you know people really deep in the industry know like oh insert person left that project and then they brought in the big hitter like to come um, and close that project and so I'm, the so the big name is brought in but do we have any examples where the big I've, name I've, leaves I've and it still turns out well i've got a couple um modern warfare 2 um okay. where the, the two leads left that project um and Assassin's Creed 2, Patrice Desley left that okay. project. Okay. Although I will add the caveat, but I'm pretty sure the leads left those projects uh, maybe six to eight months before the game came out. So yeah, it was, it was very like, late in the yeah. game. Yeah, so yeah. They for really Modern didn't Warfare have time 2, to change something. For Modern Warfare mm. 2, yeah, it was you know was maybe 75, 75, 80 percent way through development. But yeah, I can't think of anything where they left list. in either in the middle of the project or mm. before that. That it that it ended up being better, or this, or well, at the stage was met going met, met expectations, expectations okay. of where it was going to be, um, without mm -hmm. them. Um, I think it's just game development is an ever evolving thing to the point where if you all of a sudden lose the person that is your creative, because I mean it's just so it's just so easy because um, to talk about Corey Barlog and his influence on God of War because there's such documentation of how what he did and how he did it and all that kind of stuff because there's yeah, raising kratos is a there's a movie really there's, yeah, yeah. A movie about there's tons of stuff to look at of like how he influenced and you know that's similar to when you look at other like short behind the scenes stuff similar directors do similar things um because it works and so the director's hands are in every bit of it and so when you take that away you know, it's it's half of how do they teeter between how do I keep the ship going the direction it was going unless it wasn't in the right direction and then we got to change course or how do we keep going that direction but then add what I want in this game because I want my name's on it so I want to put my name on it and how much is that too much of an ego to say well we're going to change this 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 because I want this 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 and this yeah. and that's where it becomes a huge issue of the only the, the only thing that I can think of uh, is Amy Hanning coming on to do Soul Reaver. Um, so if I remember correctly, it was supposed to be an RPG like Legacy of Cain, um, okay. but she came on super early in, uh, I guess, early production phase, and they were able to switch it to a third-person action game without having to um, change much. Yeah, worry too much about like the mechanics and things. It was more, I guess the the story and the setting and stuff had been written, and it was like, okay, what if uh, you know Kane succeeds in Legacy of Kane, um, and here's this environment, and you know she took it and ran with it. But um, I can't think of any project where it was like midway 
and could have gone either way, you know, like been a huge bomb or been a huge success. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> there's, I, I bet, there's one, do, there's one that's hovering in my mind and I'm trying to bring it up that, um, but I, I can't pull it out of that hat yet. So just make it overflow like Evan's beer. <laughs> yeah. Do that. And then you got to clean it up. You know, like <laughs> one game, it, this actually reminds me of, it's called Blasphemous. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know nothing about the production of that game. Well, what I would say is that there probably there probably has been smaller games and smaller teams where a sure. change like that has happened, but just because it's not a high profile with a high profile name we already know, right? That mm. that that it has come through like like for all we know, um, uh, like Hades could have had a a, a a change of the guard during production or whatever. It probably didn't because Supergiant seems to be a pretty well knit, good group. Yeah. But but something like that could have happened. Um but then you also can say to that as well as because it's a smaller game, it's probably mm-hmm. easier to fix those types of things. Where if you have something massive and extremely complex, um, like yeah. an anthem or something like that, it's harder to make those changes. So like I think the smaller the game, obviously the easier it is to change direction regardless and and when we say change of direction doesn't mean something extremely drastic it could just mean we're changing from um from a leveling system um to a item based system or something like that where you're like you have to claim items and that's how you gain uh different types of armor and that's how you level up your character instead of just doing it through experience points so like quick things question like that. Yeah. quick question riffing off of um uh, what Shane and Matt were talking about in the last in the last Sifted podcast? Do you think Hideo Kojima is responsible for story or plot or both? Both. Um, both. Yeah. yeah, I think he came. I think he claims full control. He's got Probably a very both, heavy. Yeah. He's got a very heavy um, stylistic influence on the art too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, it's like what it's what it. He's probably responsible for what it's all about, and also what happens in it. Because he, because when you look at the credits, it is written partially by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> oh, so, it's written by, uh, you, written actually, by yeah. Kojima. Directed Look at the credits. His name pops up. <laughs> original score by other... Kojima. That's <laughs> why you see his name seven times before you see another single human being's other name. Catering yeah. provided by Hideo, Hideo Kojima. Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> right. He fed right. his people. Hideo Kojima's were harmed in the filming of this Hideo Kojima. <laughs> in the film, yeah. uh, right. apparently McWomble's got a game, but yet he can't like join us. So I, I think I'm just gonna ignore him. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> no, Actually, I, Mitch, no, I'm kidding. I, it's 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 Thorn. 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 No, it says Throne. Oh, oh God! Is he oh, no, about ignore Thronebreaker? it. Ignore Breaker. it. Ignore it. Oh, oh, screw you, McWomble. We're not going to listen to you anymore. He just wants us to mention it. Now I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thronebreaker: The Witcher Tales is not game of the year. It will never be. Uh, McWomble, <laughs> stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mitch, I have a question for you. Um, so bringing it back to the idea of a director uh, who has worked on a series in a previous game and may not be working on the sequel to said series. Uh, in one of our earlier podcasts, you had uh, of our top three games of the generation, you had listed God of War 2018 mm-hmm. as your game of the generation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's confirmed or not. Maybe you guys can clarify this for me, but I think 
from what I remember, what I've heard up until this point, Corey, um, I always want to say Balrog. I can't. Uh. I cannot help myself. Balrog. <laughs> Balrog. Balrog. Thank you. Balrog. Uh, will not be the director of God of War Ragnarok. Correct. Is that yeah. that's correct? It, it, it hasn't he, been officially has, said, but it's pretty obvious. Well, like, you know, he's, yeah, he like changed his Twitter state, his Twitter well, avatar in that. Well, they stated he is working on his own project. So, I so how do you how do you feel about being they didn't the say his own who... project? They said that he was making other projects. They didn't like right, out, right. They still want his name on God of War, even if he's not like as intimately yeah, involved sure. as the first sure. game. But yeah, he's Tim working, Burton's he's, he's, Nightmare Before yeah, Christmas. Exactly. It That's all comes it back. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not. Well, he, so... he he is his his hun most of his time is spent on a different entirely his own idea project. Mm. Um, Although he did sort of hint at like uh, when the first game came out, but it already written like loads of like I I do remember that. any sequels that they have like a whole out. arc. Yeah. yeah. So all right. So what I feel like um oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. Uh, I, I was so I'm like Mikey. You you can say your piece. I just wanted the the, the lead up to that was I just want to hear Mitch. How does he feel about him not being the director of Ragnarok? was my was my question but what you can answer that after uh oh yeah go ahead mike oh all i was gonna say yes. is um kind of kind of like jackson or whatever i'd be like oh i i wish he would you know shepherd the whole thing but the change has been so drastic and so poignant for the god of war 2018 god of war 4 like um that he has sent this sailing in a very specific direction so much groundwork has been laid sure. like there is so much momentum in that series that it could probably go two games without his direct influence and still be fine and still feel like a Corey Barlog influenced game because of how much change and how much polish they did do to um to that version of it well right. ironically uh, he's already done that before with God of War 3 <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, and so, and so, I'm not God of particularly. War 3. He he directed the game before God of War Three, but he he basically wrote the story for God of War Three. Sorry, he did God of War Two, but he basically gotcha. left the studio in a good place to where they knew exactly what they oh, were doing. Oh, yeah, God the end of God of War Two is the beginning of God of War Three, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like exactly. Yeah. The Titans um, are going to climb Olympus and fight Zeus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so kind yeah, of yeah. yeah. So, like the the massive shove that he has given uh, the creative vision for those games, um, I think can keep it going for quite a while. And it might even benefit from a little bit of flavor and stuff like that from other from other people to actually make it feel like Ragnarok, a a, a different game uh, continuation, and not just more god of war which i mean at this point i would i would take in a heartbeat if like all you did was just continue that story awesome great um i only one request please no more troll but like one more boss other than <laughs> yeah other than just, the trolls yeah stop with the tro the hammer yeah. trolls please that, that was literally my so own, many that was quite literally my only complaint of that game is yeah. that the bosses themselves um there there weren't there was basically three. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you would consider them mini bosses to technically. I think that's what they were going for because Correct. the like, actual bosses, bosses were actually like, yeah, memorable and and all that, and had specific mechanics that you had to do towards those specific bosses. Correct. There was your cinematic bosses, the troll mini bosses, and the Valkyries were like the only three like types of fights that you got. 
Um, and like, and the others were very good. It's just because you felt fought so many of them. Um, sure. And they didn't even um, did they ever have a a I can't remember. Maybe at the when you finally open uh, Trollheim or whatever to the giants. Like, did you ever fight two at once? Or just different flavors of the same one. Different flavors uh, of the same one, I believe. Maybe, I don't yeah. think you fought two at the same like time. You did in like some of those challenge map things. That's a possibility. Yeah. I do. Yeah, it's a possibility. And anyway, so like that, that was literally my only complaint. But I think Corey Barleg has pushed it enough that at least one game, if not two, could go along without his direct like nitty gritty influence, and it'd still be fine. Um, I, I have know a, a specific. I have a good go example. Um, so Leonard Boyarski and Tim Kaine both worked on Fallout and Fallout 2. Um, even though Fallout 3 went to Bethesda and was handled by Todd Howard, has it feels a lot like those original games. And New Vegas, being a totally different studio and different creatives involved, still feels like Fallout. Um, and then for them to come back and do the Outer Worlds and to be it, have it be a, a spiritual successor... Mm -hmm still feels cohesive with the other Fallout games, right? I, I can attest to that. I've only ever played Fallout 1 to completion, Fallout 1 and 2, and then I skipped to New Vegas. Those are the only three Fallout games I've played. And yeah, I was like, once I hit Vegas, I'm like, oh, this is Fallout. Right. It still is Fallout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, to answer your question, Evan... Uh, yeah, yeah. How do you, how no, do you feel no about um, him leaving? I, I'm fine with it, to be honest. Um, actually, Mike's kind of set up the question really well, so I'll make it even more brief. Is um, I, obviously I listened to tons of spoiler casts to just understand the process because obviously it's my favorite game of all time. So right. um, he specifically mentioned that there is so much laid out for the story that the next multiple games plot is already set up. Sure. So. Um, and things that have already happened in, in the first game that may have been like a small conversation is going to be a significant plot device for a future game. I think he used the example of um, he worked for Lucasfilm and uh, for a bit when he left um, um, the God of War team and they talked about how they were writing four seasons of a show and he's like, well, why do you do that? And he's like, it's so we can set things up for the future. Um, and so like he talked about Firefly and how like they're like, he talked to a director on Firefly and they said, you see that billboard? That was supposed to be season three and it was about this giant corporation. <laughs> um, so like that was gonna be the theme for season three that you never got. Yes, Liam, yeah. cry, Liam, cry, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Um, to be honest, I was not a big fan of Firefly. Right. I, was, I thought it was very dull tears. and boring, even though I love Joss Whedon very, very much. Oh, I love Firefly. It's the best thing no, Joss I, Whedon ever did. No, he, it's not. Not even close. Oh, <laughs> it most definitely is. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the best oh thing you've ever God. done. Yeah. And, uh, I, I like Buffy's Firefly far better. Buffy is the best show ever made, and then uh, Dollhouse is his second best project oh, he's ever actually, done. That was a good show. I like Dollhouse. But yeah. Dollhouse is an amazing concept Firefly's genius it's uh, really good too I'm just happy there, they gave there it two you go. seasons oh fuck it's sp I'm dripping <laughs> dripping that's what she said um, uh, <laughs> um, on that so note I am drinking victory sour monkey oh uh, sour triple nice. because what is the name of the brewery victory oh victory yeah 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 alright yeah. I, uh, I, I, yeah. I haven't 
I haven't seen I'm drink, that. I'm drinking it slowly for a while. I'm drinking it slowly because uh, it is a 9.5 uh, ABV. Um, but it, but it's the Lovely. thing that tasted closest to grapefruit juice, uh, and it's breakfast time. So I was like, I need something citrusy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. lovely. I love so, it. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'll be just fine. You know, also okay. like the first game, God of War, was made by David Jaffe, and it was able to, like Mike said, be able to continue on and still have the the main themes, but have a little flavor of each director. Um, but I think some of those things that will be staples are going to be staples for the next part of God of War, which I think. You know, if it does not have a no-cut camera, I'm going to be greatly disappointed because I think that's just one thing that is just so extraordinary that I think they should continue it and find clever ways to, to tell stories through it. Well, but well, that, that, that SSD should help them, right? Hell yeah, oh, yeah it yeah. should. <laughs> also, also, like, uh, like, only sorry, only the two of us can really talk about that. But think of the axe <laughs> throwing with those haptic triggers. Oh man! Oh yeah. Thanks for bringing oh, it up. Wow, I never even thought <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah, think think about Mind hard blood. it is. Um, like when you when you press the button, you think get some of resistance chunk. of when you like whoosh, the chunk. Oh, ready so I mean, chunky. I mean, I mean, the axe some is already satisfying chunks. with the with the with the vibration of how it leaves your hand, and then mm -hmm. the vibration once it comes back. And I think, and then also the whooshing sound on your controller. It's just perfect to get it to where it. It just oh oh now oh, dude, now, dude. now I want them to patch the old game with that. <laughs> now, oh man, like, please! Just, just uh, when I was attacking the red dragon in Demon Souls, the only way I actually knew my arrows were hitting was actually from the response of the controller itself. Ah, uh, nice. Okay. Because cool. so much other stuff was going around, I hear the ah, like ah, uh, like, nice. There's so much actual like information gotten from the controller itself that it's been pretty cool. Like I have dodged thrown firebombs from responses given by the controller that like I could not have seen on screen. It was like, mm. oh, like the controller started to rumble like, oh, like someone's through, oh, oh. And then I was able to dodge a firebomb. It's cool. It's good. Yeah. It does make the game easier in some ways. Mm. Yeah, so I, I think the, and then ultimately I think the difference between something like this, um, your question and like someone leaving a project is the project's complete. And so there is a set direction, but when someone leaves, clearly the direction of where you're an example with the football team, a head coach right now, I'm sat dissatisfied with my football team and I hmm. am all in on cleaning house and changing the direction of the football team. Yes. So to the you, goal. To the goal, which is I want the a damn zone. Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's a good point, Mitch, because it's like uh, the new Mass Effect so early in development that they could quite easily change direction if they wanted to, to account for whoever they have at the studio. But yeah. Dragon but Age being right in the middle of development with a big change like that, it's difficult. Well, it's, yeah, so it's it's one of the, I guess I'm going to use football analogies It's like, it's like a mid-season it's it's mid coach change. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can't, you can't. It, I mean, you can't. They're not going to change anything. You you can revitalize the team and maybe win like three more games, but is that going to get you to the playoffs? Most likely, no. And if it does, you're pretty darn lucky, and they probably shouldn't have fired the head coach if you were in playoff contention. Um, it's a decent but, analog, um, yeah. But I, but then I, when, I but, believe, but, so uh, all the short term projects are are halted, but long term, yes, it could be better. But sometimes it takes longer than what you expect for that long term project to come into about. So 
I'm that's why I say Kate C. Hudson as the GM leaving is huge, even for Mass Effect. Even though Mass Effect has is in early development, that's huge for that project because GMs are long term, and so if, if if he doesn't have the right team set up right now, if that's what it is, I mean we don't know why he was left. Either he um, well, got fired or he chose to laugh. It's There's difficult. Not, um, it's difficult because you kind of do have an idea, but it's through a highly sort of, um, oh, um, I guess, authored lens, you know, by EA because they put out the statements. So you kind of have a good idea why they left, but you know, you can still be quite skeptical of whether that is the true reason and for their leaving. And, and yeah. when I when I read that, it sounded a lot like Casey Hudson felt that because of the pandemic, he just wasn't as as important to the project as he thought he was and he wanted yeah. something where he could be more involved in you know where he he actually mattered to the project which um, then that's that's even more disheartening to hear because then clearly he wasn't well, wanted on the mass effect project well, which it's is, not which so is much even that worse. i think i think i can understand it because being the general manager it's sort of like you're interacting with people every day you're talking to them about the project you know and working from home it sort of changes that dynamic a little bit I mean, I would say not not totally. Like I know. Well, it doesn't totally, but but I I think I can sort of understand his perspective. Yeah, I just especially I, I, when you're going through the early conceptualizing phase, you know. Sure, and 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 that's why I just I still stand by where I think even Casey Hudson leaving is putting risk to the Mass Effect project because the new GM could come in and not like the direction it's going in, and that direction they set for that Casey Hudson set up could be the right direction but then this new gm has his own ideas because here's the thing when you bring in new people they don't like they usually do not embrace old ideas they don't embrace the ideas that are coming into some organization regardless if they're working or not an example chicago bears hired US a presidency new... <laughs> that, <laughs> no, that, well, that works i was gonna say the 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 bears hired a new gm and they kept their old coach and that coach won 10 games to win 10 games that's hard to do but unfortunately because of how that year went they missed the playoffs and the gm fired the coach for having a winning season 10 and 6 a winning season is amazing to have in football anyone would want 10 and 6 i mean there's no cure for stupid anyone would take 10 if someone said all right before the season starts you get 10 and 6 take it or leave it yeah, Nine, like how like eighty percent of teams might take unless you're like the Chiefs or I don't <laughs> yeah. know the, the yeah, Browns Patriots would take that. when they had the Brady. Would take. <laughs> yeah, you would take ten and six. You would take it. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. so the only reason why he fired him at ten and six because he just needed an excuse to fire him to say yeah. you didn't make the playoffs. We're gonna fire you because you're not my guy. I didn't hire you. So. That, yeah, that's where, that's house, where bringing but, a new yeah. GM, even in game development, could say, I don't think you're the director for the project I think I want to see out of Mass Effect. Yeah. You're not going to be doing it anymore. And therefore, that person could be the right person for the yeah. job. And because they're not their guy, and that's all about connections. Yeah. Yeah. Like some people hire people just because they know them, not because they're the best person for the project. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's why I say change well, that, that, that upper very level much, management yeah. like a GM yeah. is huge huge for a yeah. studio in general it's very huge. much a thing ea games has done many many times before mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> but I, I, I was just imagining them. um welcome your new gm don matrick 
You remember him, right? <laughs> <laughs> the um, like, let's put there, some media in that game. <laughs> there, yeah. There's at least one, uh, at least a, a point about the working in a studio or in a in a an office versus completely working from home, which is something that both Shane and um, Brendan Jones have alluded to, even outside of COVID, uh, because of them. Uh, because the Easy Allies not working like in a big office is they're like well back at game trailers and even with Defy there were so many shows and ideas that happened because people were just rubbing elbows every day like grabbing lunch together or literally yeah. at the water cooler like oh dude how about this idea like do you think insert this idea would work um, and so so many of those ideas happened just because people were able to like bounce yeah. ideas like off bounce, each other yeah, immediately bounce off each other yeah totally immediately it makes and, sense and yes people can go and text and use slack or other things like that but it's not the same as like casually just like turning over and say uh hey ryan stevens like oh, what do you think about like that's a great idea let's go with that and then it turns into something awesome like that that just doesn't happen in a remote world like it just doesn't and so there's a uh not an irreplaceable but there's a very distinct part of the creative process that is currently unavailable to a lot of studios. And so especially yeah. a game in early development where early ideas yeah, is where point. is where those seeds can actually take um, take root and grow is not there. And so you're left with only the official, like here's your assignment, here's the game direction. And only, in, only if you like bring up the chutzpahs to type up something or make a call to say, I think we should change this idea, is anything gonna change? And you're not gonna get those casual like, yeah, and and that's where that's where like right now more than ever the director has the most power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when so and so the director needs to be the right person for the job more than ever. Remember, there is a difference between the GM and the game director. I, I would be oh no, for sure, but lost the game director. Yeah. But the GM decides the who game has master. the job or not. Once the so, game master, and he's mm -hmm. the one who you know decides whether or not he'll allow you to uh, to make that role to see if you can sneak past those trolls or if you're allowed to use six barrels on the back of the elephant to try and float <laughs> down the river. The GM. Yeah. So Some call I, them the DM, but yeah. Yeah, I think you're not giving the GM enough. I think I am because the GM usually isn't even like a creative. Um, it's actually a difference because Shannon Studstill doesn't have any like experience like working on games firsthand. She's just there to delegate the staff and tell them what they can and can't do. You know, it's going to take too long. You know, uh, it, it's actually kind of a misnomer that Casey Hudson like a in the task, position that he's taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody that's chosen to sort of occupy that role after actually coming from being one of the creatives. Um, so I, I'm not too concerned. I, I was surprised, Mitch, that you didn't mention uh, Halo Infinite. <laughs> game where to lead uh, I mean it goes well, basically to creatively trash and we all know it <laughs> and we're just ready for it to fall well, I was going to say like he only mentioned games that any of us here actually have a vested interest in succeeding yeah. I mean Burkoff it doesn't count even though it's his most highly anticipated game of 2021 but I think it's a piece of trash so we'll just we'll just move on <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that game will be great no I, I, it will not are you whether, kidding yeah. me whether it's good or whether it's good or not like I want it to succeed for the people who enjoy that franchise 
But to me, sure. the the it does. <clears throat> the death or life of the Halo series as a whole has almost no impact on my life. Here's here here here's Sorry. where I'm at with Halo Infinite right now. Just release multiplayer. Call it Halo Infinite because then you can release an infinite mm-hmm. amount of multiplayer and don't release any story and start the hell over with Halo with the, with the Halo story because clearly the direction you're going is not a good idea. I think it's a Marvel Avengers waiting to happen again. Um, steal uh, yourself, Spartan. And, and, the, and, the oh, only, and the only thing and the only thing Microsoft can hide behind is that they have Game Pass, so they can't. They don't. Will never know in regards. They will never release in regards to success of sales because they won't have any. Let's not turn this into a debate about Game Pass. Um, I, 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 as an actual Halo fan, I, I would say <laughs> just release the game when it's ready. Take another two years if they have to. Just, just. Do it when it's ready. Yeah. Like uh, releasing it Halo Infinite. <laughs> no service. I mean, I no, I'm with I'm with you. I mean, I I Liam, I I, I really love I, I have so many fond memories of playing Halo for sure, and that's why I want what's best for Halo, and what I think for best for Halo is for them not to release what they are going what they're going to have um, because the direction they're going is an awful direction. I is don't not think the is. direction I, it needs I, to be going. I don't think so. I but, think the only problem the, with here's what the thing, we saw Liam, you're, back you're, in June was the graphics Liam, and the way the game looked. No, it's it's you, no. We have no idea what the rest of the game is. You know, it's no, true. We don't know. We've seen we like do. one section. I, of the I, game. I, I can't just insinuate that. I don't know. No, they you know? they have shared what 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 the gameplay is. What the gameplay loop will be like. Not 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 just in the gameplay itself, but they also shared in how the structure of the game is going to be. Yeah, and I, I have and, a problem with that. Yeah, but you're a Halo fan, and that's the issue. They need to expand out past their Halo fans because. The Halo fans has dwindled, and that's I don't the issue. Think they need to know the, the Halo yes. fandom has dwindled because they released two shit games. And this game is <laughs> like... also shit, and they need <laughs> I, to release a good game. I think it looks better than no. the last game. That's all four, I'll say. Four was okay. But that's not saying much. Yeah. I, 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 I'm in the strange position where I, I hated four. Most people like four, but I didn't. I, five yeah. was, I felt lackluster, but. Yeah, same. Um, but now I, I think Halo Infinite looked. Uh, on the gameplay side of things, it looked like the best Halo game since Halo 3 to me. Uh, everything else, though, needed work. Yeah. So I think they have a good foundation, and they just need to put enough work. Yeah, they have the, they get the, the shooting story they, right. They have the know? shooting down, but the rest of it looked horrible. I don't know. In terms of Microsoft, yeah. I'm excited to see what Obsidian and... Uh... I am as well. That's when I'm going to get my Xbox, yeah. as I'm going to wait for that because everything else is has no interest to me. Oh, I guess yeah. I guess a Hellblade, but we'll have to see what they do with Hellblade. I'm nervous. Yeah, uh, in Exile, I'm kind of curious to see what they do after the. Um, I haven't played Wasteland Three, so but you know whatever they're working on now. I'm surprised you haven't yeah. played Wasteland Three. It seems like a game made for you. It's it's just too depressing. Yeah, I can't really. I can't go into a post-apocalyptic. Snow? Yes. Yeah, snow. Oh, snow in Colorado. I, I, I get that point. Yeah. Yeah. There's no right. snow in Colorado. There's I, no crying I, in baseball. I know we've talked about the game awards <laughs> a bunch of times, but before we go, I've never the, talked in, about the game I, awards. I know I didn't either. So this is going to give us an opportunity, Mike, <laughs> to talk about the game awards. So I would love for you to make your prediction. There's no points. There's no power because I got overruled by the council. Darn it! Uh, I would have voted for power. I know me too. Yeah, I, my vote was taken out of con, out of, out of power. Um, anyways, 
I, I should have the power to overrule the council. That's what my, my, my power should be. Jesus <laughs> uh, Christ. This this guy wins one fucking thing. He just wants I've to take over. I've won two fucking things <laughs> in a row. In a wow. row. He's got two data points. He can make a line. <laughs> and it's trending dangerous. Up. And it's this trending dangerous. Up. <laughs> a um, dangerous precedent we're set so i will name I, I will name you the nominees for game of the year and i want your selection on who you think should win and who you think will win um, uh the matt kyle special of the of the uh, academy awards yes uh well actually there's someone else that does it too been doing it before matt kyle did it but i like that too yeah. i like it too yeah. um so the nominees are uh I, I'm sorry. Do I get approval that we can do this? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. Uh, so we have Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, uh-huh. Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Doom Eternal, and The Last of Us Part Two. Evan, who do you oh, think? We, we we will start with who you think should win. And we'll go around the room, and then we'll go to who you think will win. Okay, so we're we're, we're doing one round of should win. One round of should win. Yeah. So who do you think should win? Um, I will preface this statement with: I feel bad that I haven't played Hades because I've heard nothing but great things about this game. I'm not the biggest roguelike fan, but how they've weaved the story into roguelike to make it to explain why they're doing the same thing over and over and over is so clever. And um, the writing keeps building and building and changing up. It's so I feel bad. Like basically my answer is incomplete. However, from that's not an option. What? Yeah, I know. I know from what is, has been nominated. I have to go with the last of us part two as should win. I think boring, boring answer. Yes. But I think there's a lot that goes into the reason. It's not just technical marvel and story and all that type of stuff. It's it's a lot of things wrapped in together, but yeah. Mike's DQ. Well, like this is this is kind of a painful year to me. Kind of a painful year to me for this uh for looking at this list. Um I also have not played Hades. I own Hades because like <laughs> and some random deal or whatever, but just setting up a house and all like daughter and PlayStation five and whatnot. I have not played it. However, I've watched while at the office, like, I don't know, probably 20 hours of like Admiral Baru playing Hades. Like, so I know most of, or a lot of the stuff and I am super impressed at what they have done with that game. And, um, the year did Bastion win game of the year one year? I don't think so. No, it did not. It was nominated. Okay. Okay, It was nominated. It, It won for music that year. Because mm-hmm. the music was flipping amazing, um, it's still one of my favorite soundtracks. Um, but should win, <sighs> my should win actually isn't on this list. But uh, I think I, know. I think from a technical achievement, um, I think The Last of Us Part Two or Doom Eternal, either of those two, I, and I think I'm just leaning toward Last of Us because I'm not a person who actually likes. The Last of Us, like, uh, there's something about Naughty Dog games that uh, it's hard for me to finish. Like, I've bounced off The Last of Us Part One four times, 
Wait, did did you say blasphemous? It sounds very similar to the, the last. The blasphemous, <laughs> blasphemous part one. I'll I'll, I'll give that one. I'm sorry, I'm good sorry. One. No, no, no. I apologize. I, don't apologize. That was a good. Please continue. Like, uh, mid alligator tooth pool. Um, but I think <laughs> last. I think last. I think last of us part two. Um, for a technical crowning achievement of what the PlayStation Four Pro. Uh, is capable of i think because i've kept myself away from the story like i can infer some stuff about the story uh but i actually don't know anything really about it because i'm like i think one day i might play these this and so i haven't spoiled myself but just looking at the technical achievement that they've done um i think that's probably going to be the one that should win all right. Out, out of interest, Liam. What, what, what is the game that you thought should win that wasn't nominated, just out of interest? Well, we'll come back to it after. Okay, okay. Uh, for me, it's obviously The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, it's an easy answer for me. I, I won't get into it. <laughs> okay. Everybody knows I'm a fanboy. Burkoff. <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons should win. Wow. Okay, should I need win. to hear this. Hot, hot tea, hot tea on the hot tea on the I stove. mean, I've already talked about it. We we talked about it, hot I think, tea? two episodes. But um, give me give me the bullet points then for someone that has not been on that episode. It's the ultimate 2020 quarantine game. Mm. It, it fits this does year. That perfectly. mean that it's good but, though. But yeah. but but, but because, yeah. of, because of quarantine, does that have to like show the outside elemental factors affect? how this game is absolutely it affected sales this game wouldn't have sold as well as it did if people weren't fucking locked in their houses and depressed but we're talking about that is true whether or not that translates all the way to getting an award for it but we're talking about technical technical achievement i can mean i could read off what the actual description of the award is but it's technical achievement this is is what i think should win not what i think will oh okay gotcha yeah okay Okay. Uh, I um, was to say the reason I didn't pick up Animal Crossing was because I thought it looked too similar to the last game. <laughs> <laughs> they all look the fucking same. I mean, it looks yeah. it looks you, very similar. You shovel to, shit and collect spiders. It looks very um, similar to the mobile game, to be honest. Like it, yeah. And then I'm also gonna go the the off the nominees on this list. I'm not inferring yes. what the Pixel Pints game of the year will be because it may not be the nominee <laughs> on this list. <laughs> Right. Um, the one that should win out of this list of nominees should be um, final uh, The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scare me there for a second. Uh, no, right, it should so be now what, what we want to win. Is what? Next? What? No, what will win? So, so what should what win? Should what? Win what what, what, sh- what should win is like what you think should win okay, personally, gotcha, but gotcha. what will win is right. what what will win. Evan. Uh, of what is on the list. On the list. Yes. Of on what th- is on the list, yeah. There's it a lot has- of asterisks yes. going it, on Well, here. I mean, it's going to be what will win because there's only these are the only ones that can win. Yes. There's no yeah. write-in ballot. Yeah, there's no write-in right. this year. <laughs> I think... I, I really think um, the Game Awards this year is going to take a left turn and pick something that shouldn't win, but will win because of the same reasons that Matt just stated, I think Animal Crossing is going to fucking win. Going out there. I think it's going to win. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Mike's cute. Mike's cute. <laughs> like, all right. I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that argument in a minute, but go ahead. Sure, sure, sure. Mike's cute. Now, this is a game that I'm going to give as best of a fair shake as I can. It's a game that I bought, I pre-ordered, 
so I could get the shiny metal case for it. Ooh. But I only have played 40 minutes of this uh-huh. game. Part of that is because I also was moving at the time and having... Um, but uh, I wish Doom Eternal would win because I just what id software has done um has just been from a technical standpoint of making a game that looks like that run perfectly mike's i'm so sorry to tell you this but when you get to the last level mine glitched out and i and i like my end giant boss disappeared on my map i lost all my health on something it glitches out in the last level do you think it it will win Hold on. No. Okay. I do not. Uh, all I was going to say is like the only reason it, it won't win is because I kind of don't think it's as good of a achievement as uh, Doom 2016. Uh, I would agree 100%. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like it's um, – I think actually it really depends on uh, – to quote uh, uh, Kent Brockman um, – the level of human interest story that is present in the minds of the voters because you know you know what they say human interest stories they tug at the heart and fog the mind so if human interest uh is at the peak of things it's going to be animal crossing if not it's going to be final fantasy 7 remake despite me only have playing 40 hours of it because i think so many people in the industry and who are responsible for voting um, have a history with this game and are old enough to have played the original game and to see it remade in such an amazing way um, to to their eyes I think that is going to drive a lot of hearts so I think it actually is going to be <clears throat> Final Fantasy 7 Remake because there are so many flipping people who whether correctly or incorrectly think that game is such a triumph that it even exists and so they're like, right they're, they're thinking more of their time with the original than with the, the yeah. game proper yeah the, no, no like the the final phase 7 remake is uh a filter that very matches very closely to what they remember the original game as mm-hmm. and so it being so close to that i think that's actually going to push it into the winning slot okay. i mean not to break off i'm sorry liam um yeah i, I think um uh, Last of Us Part Two will win. Um, I, I do think it'll be a bit closer than I'd like. I, I think the only real competition is Animal Crossing. I think Animal Crossing has a good chance of winning, but I do think The Last of Us will take it. Hmm. What is yeah. Okay, we'll get to the Animal Crossing. I, I'll explain I, it. I'll explain my it? thoughts in a minute if you like. Yeah, yeah tell me your thoughts on this Animal Crossing. Statements. I'm just so un- I do not understand. Well, here's it's a no, phenomenon. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we'll, no, get, no. we'll get the, to Burke off, and then I'll the reason then we why, can get the, to my things. The yeah, reason why is because this is not the best game of the year awards. This is the game of the year awards. The game that represents the year awards. That's not the description um, of game of the year. Uh, it doesn't say uh, the best game of the year awards. It does but not people say people gonna best. vote whatever takes their fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They're not going to think of it as a technical achievement like Jeff would mm, like you think. Okay, go So I think the game that will win uh, is Ghost of Tsushima. And I think that, oh. I think that it's going to I think it's going to mainly to avoid the controversy of Last of Us Part 2. Huh? 
and, so and, like, the, and the controversy of, of Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. And the and the the extraordinary controversy of Animal Crossing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just I think <laughs> it's I think it's going to take it because it's the most. Um, if people see that game winning, they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah, that deserves it." I mean, yeah, I, that Sekiro Shadows died twice, so that'd be two Japanese games winning in this in back to back. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Uh, excuse me. The katana wasn't made, developed in the 13th century. It was actually the 16th century. I, I want the I old, old back. person is. Thank just you. Thank you. Thank you. Thomas are cool. Just for uh, just so that I can have a <laughs> exactly right. I want to fucking use a katana. That's why. <laughs> oh man. Just so uh, I can have a correct frame of reference for what is uh. Like, is the controversy about The Last of Us Part Two? Is it just like, like the the gender preference of like playable characters, or is it something in how that person reacts with the world? Like, you don't have to spoil anything, but if it, is it just? Uh, it's what happens to certain characters and who you control. It's the, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, and yeah, some of it's a narrative as well. It's the Kojima <laughs> some of it's what? Some of it's absolute nonsense. Oh yeah, some of, it, some of it's well. nonsense. Some some <laughs> people just don't like the story, and they think just because they don't like it means it's a bad story. That's, and and uh, and, oh, and I was just trying to get at the root if some people just, just, just didn't like the story it. because there were like because there were gay characters in it or something no, like that. No, okay, was, okay, it was, good. It was All just right. haters trying. It was just haters hating. Okay. All right, because like, because I, I I knew that was a part. I knew that was a part of the game, and I was like, is that really the only controversy? Like, I I because I didn't delve into it because I wanted to preserve it for actually playing the game. And if it's actually how they conclude things or deal with different characters or how they do the story, okay. Like, I just wanted to make sure and clarify that that wasn't the only point of controversy. So, okay, I, I think it's All the right. way in okay. which it's done too. That's okay. that's been sure. a yeah part yeah of the argument. Um, or the message behind it, that kind of thing. So, okay, I'm going to read you the description of Game of the Year because okay. this, is, this is important Which to my point. Everybody that goes on that site absolutely reads. Everybody. <laughs> but to right be here. honest, to be honest, the most power goes to the journalists and the influencers have more power in the voting. And so I'll get to that point in a second. But it says, Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Now I'm now I'm gonna say that, that cuts out FF7. That cuts out. <laughs> so so yeah, because of, of the door. The, the door. The door killed it. The door killed it. Um, also, just apparently the ungodly amount of faffing about that you do. But anyways, uh, so. I'm going to say what will win is going to be now I, I will agree with Liam it is going to be an extremely close race this year I believe I believe there are three nominees that are really going to claim a lot of votes Animal Crossing is not going to be one of them I'm telling no. you that right now absolutely I think I hope I hope you're right I think it's going to be it's going to be between Final Fantasy 7 remake it's going to be between Ghost of Tsushima or it will be a two-person race because I think Ghost of Tsushima may not get uh, high, because here's it's it's a whole thing but anyways the last of us part two so mike's q made a good argument about the about the nostalgia yes i think that's why i will get votes ghost of Tsushima was probably the best game i played this year and i think that's i think that's a lot of people's consensus of enjoying playing something 
I would say so. Um, that That's why they would vote for it for Game of the Year. And I think The Last of Us is because of its technical, but also its narrative achievements and, and having moments that you, you just don't get anywhere else. And I can't I can't say for certain, I can't say that Animal Crossing will get votes because this is, this is the deal where these are, these are proud. Now, so I, I know some of them are influencers and some of them will just make a decision like that, but most of these are credited journalists that are making these votes or an entire group of journalists. So Easy Allies gets one vote. It's not each individual. So Brandon Dones does not get a vote. So he's not voting Animal Crossing. The other guys would never let him do such a thing. <laughs> they'd probably um, vote. They'd probably vote for Ghost of Tsushima. That, and that's why I say it's a contender for sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, that's, well, that is there's, there's that, a lot of Final Fantasy VII fans, but yeah. there, uh, but, but that is a reason why I don't think Animal Crossing has a shot because out of those other three games, the reviews. If you looked at the reviews and compared them of like what why they gave it the score they did, Animal Crossing is a lot more they do not give it as harsh of a, a critic um, as if they looked at these marvels of Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, and, and Final Fantasy VII yeah. remake. Uh, so they, they view it in a different lens. You know, when you look at a Zelda game, they'll put it on the pedigree of something like The Last of Us Part Two. When you look at Animal Crossing, they're not yep. doing that. That's yeah. just not in their wheel. And here, here, here's yeah. an interesting thought for how they might view it because um, the reviews came out and the scores were given like probably like you know between seven and nines probably on average for uh for animal Which crossing one? i animal can look crossing. it up right now metacritic <clears throat> keep talking i'll look it up while i'm um here. and so the reviews came out and people were like oh this is pleasant this is wonderful and then during the year it kept going it kept going it kept going and then people had these it's a 90 it's 90 okay all right like which is fine which is I, fine for, for that type mm. of game sure like that mm -hmm. style of game sure it's probably done as good as you can get it without you know actually going to pc and playing a real game um but even even with that game there are issues that oh, there yeah, are some yeah. distinct issues with yeah. that game people are still having today like so there's... so if people just took the the vacuum of the scores given like you know within the first couple of weeks or month of the game releasing and then sealed that away and used that for its voting sorry um that it wouldn't win but some people took that game with them through the rest of 2020 and they have like man like this was this was my warm blanket this was like the thing that i yeah. kept coming back to this is like this is the this is the game I've played the most out of all these games, and it came out right. like, and and so there's like so still many still playing but, it. But no. here, here's here's the thing: you you got to keep in mind these are journalists. They don't have the time, and they um, and they don't have the time to go back to playing as many games because they have to keep going. Right. I mean, forward. I don't know. So, right, but there's so many people. Like you listen to Frame Trap or stuff like that. They keep like different members will keep talking about like yeah, like like I mean, Easy Allies kept doing their their uh, weekly flyover of different of different people's islands and stuff like that like they people have kept the animal crossing thing alive and but you can like, say the same thing about a mobile game that they've been playing i mean they, they fair I mean, enough that, but most that, mobile that, games that, are that, nominated that, for game of the year they, they yeah, right. plus the brandon jones is just just to intervene yeah. here i i think like, i've got a few points um first of all I, I think um i think people overestimate 
the competency of games journalists. That's one. I'm not, I'm not going to go any further with that, but... Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like but, the statement. Yeah, but at, at the same time, um, I think The Last of Us will win, but but I have loads of reasons for why it won't. I, I really I really do think all of the other games in the list, other than The Last of Us and Animal Crossing, really don't matter. I, I, I think it is between The Last of Us and Animal Crossing, and I think it would be better to list a, um, list a bunch of reasons as to why Animal Crossing might catch up. And that will be because um, all of the votes are going to be cannibalized by um, The Last of Us, Ghost of Shima, Final Fantasy, all being PlayStation exclusives. You know, they're not on any other platforms. You know, so th that's a that's a lot of voters that that are simply not going to vote for that game because they can't play it. But um, same thing with like Animal Crossing journalists. is a Switch exclusive. It is the same thing with Animal Crossing, but Animal Crossing's the only Nintendo game on that list. Are you saying that there are people who have been pulled to vote that do not own a PlayStation as yeah, a games that, journalist? No, there isn't. Um, I, do, it, well, I don't believe in, for a second. Fact, I don't believe for a second half, Jeff Keighley would the, do such a thing. Half of the vote is critics. The other half is the public. And in, in terms of the public, you know, you're looking at, like, oh. say, like 20% at least that aren't going to vote for the last of us or oh for for, for public for public votes yeah but yeah. i'm saying if we were saying just the game um, journalists I, like... I mean i i still even think on the game journalist side because um the thing is is that he's pulling from all games journalists there's playstation specialist sites there's xbox specialist sites they're not going to vote for the last of us because they're an xbox site but it doesn't matter they still they still play they still can play uh, and have played they, they the won't nominees. vote for it on the very principle that but that's not that's not a vast majority of the journalist sites that's only yeah, a but, minute but it, it, it's still a point sites. i've got more points it's just a, simply a point to tell you why animal crossing could catch up yeah I mean, contrary to, to to most evidence or whatever, like Michael Damiani does actually own like a PlayStation and a PC. Like he does play other things. Like he doesn't own just a Switch. I've, like I've seen I've him play seen Final it. Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, I know. I saw his office. He has other consoles. It's amazing. <laughs> I think he but turns I, them I on. I really, I really do think yeah. there's a chance that games like Ghost of Tsushima and Final Fantasy could cannibalize votes for the last of us because you've just got people deciding over those three playstation 4 exclusives i, I and understand I, and, and like i, I said i, I agree I with it. i agree with mike that the the appeal of animal crossing uh, while i don't think it's I, I don't think it should have been nominated in my opinion <laughs> um <laughs> I, I understand why it's why it's great but it's kind of like minecraft you know it's like that thing yeah. that exists and it's mm -hmm. like wow i'm so fucking happy that thing exists but yeah technical achievement no, you know, you got yeah. lucky and you put out an awesome game that appeals yeah. to a bunch of people. I've it's never punched a block. I've never punched a block, but I've but I'm glad yeah. Minecraft exists. Well, there also no. has been games that have they been nominated. Lucky. There has so, and, and here's my other thing. I was like, history has told us that you know, they, I don't, and I think that's why Evan said it's going to take a very sharp right turn when he said that uh, he's when he picked Animal Crossing that is going to win because. Again, the sharp right turn is away from what what the what the the council or the voters have already done, and so I honestly don't see that reverting because of what an achievement The Last of Us Part Two has been in the gaming industry for journalists specific. Journalists say, have, yeah. and th this is this is the majority of the voting power. 
yeah. to be honest, this usually decides the game usually for game mm-hmm. of the year is the journalist side. Liam, and- so you're so you're saying uh, Final Fantasy VII and Ghost of Tsushima will be the Ross Perot to the George uh, to the George yeah. Bush Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do. There's a possibility, but but also you. I mean, you but we say that every year. We, we say you, that every if year. You, if you look at the Metacritics for Doom, talk about Ross Perot every year. Ghost of Tsushima, and and um, and Final Fantasy, but I think their Metacritics are far too low to compete with The Last of Us Part Two. You know, because that is a conglomeration of all of the critics, essentially. And, um, and, and I think and I don't agree with some of those. I think Ghost of Tsushima should be higher, but um, for sure, I, I think it will. Yeah, and I also think on top of it is like you know, last year was kind of the first year we didn't really have like a clear game was like this is the front runner for game of the year it was kind of a bunch of options yeah and so the the vote probably got split so many different ways that it was probably the the most split vote ever and i mean that sekiro was a good was a good choice for a winner for sure wasn't i don't think i picked it but anyways um but i think you know when we always say a, one is going to cannibalize the other every single year, except for last year, obviously, because last year's an anomaly in regards to picks, um, because Sony has had more than two exclu- has had more than one exclusive up for Game of the Year. They've had two yeah. before, and always they say, "Well, one's going to cannibalize the other." I just yeah, don't think that's going to happen. God of I War, think, most specifically. Yeah, and I think people are going to turn off their turn. I, I think journalists will look at what is going to be the game and. And I think the most important word in there is technical. And I think these these jurors specifically look at yeah. this because this is the only game awards possible. I know we have like the, the, the dice awards and those are more technical side, but this is the one that gets sprouted the most in the public in regards to video games. And they want to make sure that they do a good vote and make sure it's the right vote. They're not going to vote to go like, oh, let's do Animal Crossing because it was just so fun in quarantine and all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, this is what the this is what games I hope you're right. stand for I hope in you're 2020. Right. And, I think so it's a solid Mitch. argument. Um, so that's why The Last of Us Part Two will win. I'm gonna, yeah. a lot, I, I, a lot I do point. agree with you. I'm just not quite so confident as you are. Yeah, I want to point um, to 2017 where Breath of the Wild was up against Horizon Zero Dawn, which is technically the better game in yeah. your guys' opinion. But Zelda, Zelda. That's exactly, that's that's yeah. why I but think... But Animal Crossing's not Animal Crossing. There's a difference. Yes, Zelda no, is not Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is made by Nintendo. Animal, Cross, Animal Crossing is a series that survived somehow. No, it itself doesn't. is a, is a testament to no. how people no, no. Animal Crossing. You, you guys are reading too much into yeah. it. You know, Zelda is Zelda is uh, like a, a bigger franchise than uh, a new IP. The Last of Us I mean, is a an, huge a, a, franchise, Animal Crossing bigger is the, and better and sold better than, than all of these games. Would you say? Would you say uh, Legend of Zelda is, um, despite the mascot, would you say it is a bigger franchise than Mario or not? I think it is. No, no, I don't think not. so. No, uh, no, no. When, when you, no, no. When you say when you say bigger, like, yeah, Evan's right in regards to it sells more because it because it, it, okay. it, it, it reacts more to children. But as like a Nintendo, like if you look at the fan base of Nintendo, like the real core, if you put Zelda, if you put it, something at the top of the of the pyramid, it's of what of what people say represents Nintendo. It's Zelda. 
Um, I mean, I, I would agree with you, mm -hmm. but I just but general audience Mario. would always say Mario, and that's fine. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, it's Mario. But, but it's sort of like that thing because it's like we know as core gamers that a game Waluigi, like Breath of the Wild is going to be celebrated more, but, but obviously that, is obviously going to sell more. But that proves your point, Burkoff. The journalists are the core of the core. That puts Zelda above everything else, and also that game was gained achievements like The Last of Us Two is getting right now. Well, game no, changing. I'm just... I'm just saying, forever like, changing how we play games in a, an immersive experience. He, he's like, to, to use, there is a Nintendo bump, Mitch. Man, Mitch. Well, and exists. to use your logic no. of what is technically more impressive, yes, The Last of Us Part Two is technically more impressive than those other games. So is Horizon Zero Dawn with the other games that it was in competing against. Like mm -hmm. so, you know, in terms of like how you're defining the category, yeah, but I. You know, I just don't think. But technical is more than just graphics. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Mitch, I, I would say right. Horizon's a better game in every technical way possible, <laughs> in in my opinion. Like, yeah. And Mitch, it, to it, your point, because you said most immersive, technical achievement, all that stuff. There is one. Um, are we going to be able to say what we thought should have been on this list that wasn't? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's a good way to sure. end the Let's, show too. That's will be yeah. the end way to end the show. Okay. So right. you can go first, about, Mike. All right. There's one game this year that came out that recognizes a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields that is not on this list, mm. and that is Half Life Alex. Mm. Yeah. I, I could agree with that. To me, like yeah, me, it is. It is one of those games, isn't it? To me, uh, to me, I did not have any experience this year that was moment to moment the f the funnest to play the most jaw dropping of just existing in the world and enjoyed and thought that the story um that the story actually delivered like on what he was trying to do and was both technical in uh, a technical achievement in both what you were viewing how you were playing the game and how you were able to play it all those things came to me in Half-Life Alex, and it is insane that that game couldn't have been nominated. And I understand why, just because of the restricted uh, pool of people who actually not only had the equipment to play it, but actually went and played it. Mm -hmm. And so to me, Half-Life Alex to me was my game of the year. Like there's no, there's no game that influenced me more than that game this year. For the people yeah, that sure. play I've had great things about the, it. Yeah. They said it was the biggest snub for them. So, like, I definitely understand for sure. Yeah. Um, Evan, what's one that should be on the list? This is a game that's been released in 2020, yeah? Correct. I don't have anything other than Ghost of Tsushima or The Last of Us, really, so... Which is fine. Okay. Which, Which is, is fine. fine. I, I, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I can't say. Leo. I haven't played anything else. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true. It was. It yeah. could have been nominated this yeah. year. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I think it deserves more credit. Was it technically a late 2019 game? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Okay, okay. It missed the window yeah. by two weeks. Okay, I enjoyed which that is, game. Which is a sham I, and a I, shame. I, I. That's why they should do the game. Platinum awards in equivalent. Did did. Yeah, they should PC. do the game awards in January. Mm. 
for sure. Yeah. It, it sure. hurts even more this year of Cyberpunk. I mean, <laughs> the reviews are literally going to be coming out the day or like before the game awards, and we're just going to be thinking, oh, what, what if it's got like the highest score ever? Oh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see so if a game silly. that big will miss yeah. the game awards. It's so silly. Game mm, yeah. nominated yeah. for but, game of the year. Last like next year is going to be insane because it's going to be like. Uh, Gotta wear Ragnarok. There's, there's, uh, yeah. gotta wear Ragnarok, Ragnarok Cyberpunk, <laughs> Demon Souls remake, like Rise of all... Zero Dawn 2, uh, like, like, Ratchet and Clank. There, you come out in the calendar year. If you're Open in the ring. calendar year, yeah, you should be correct. But I mean, but I mean, like, think about yeah. that. Like, there's a possibility that Cyberpunk or Demon Souls is n will not be nominated. Nominated or win? Well, I mean, I, I think Cyberpunk probably at least will be nominated. Uh, Demon will be, Souls was in consideration. Um, so, was, so. Okay. But I mean, was, there's yeah. a possibility that either of those games don't win next year. Like, and mm -hmm. like, as far as like, you know, uh, if you compare Demon Souls remake to Final Fantasy VII remake, I can tell you hands down which one is a better remake. <laughs> sure. And and a better sure. and a f more fun game to play and stuff like that. It is. It is undeniable. Burkoff. Squadrons. Of course. <laughs> Star Wars Squadrons was, uh, yeah. I mean, no. that's, that was my pick for two episodes. You think it was good, good enough for game of the year? I think that it should be considered. It's a $40 game with a full story and multiplayer and no Price doesn't matter. No. Yeah. Price doesn't matter. Well, it does to sales. But it does, sales don't matter yeah. when you're picking game of the year. The the reading uh, I, is I think, what um, is in the game, not outside the uh, purview yeah, of the they're, game. They're, they're all on equal footing, really. Erebus yeah, Erebus Jones would probably throw his uh, his card in his his vote in for Squadron as well. I think. Um, now there is. Uh, I know nobody mentioned it, so I just want to mention it as well. I feel like uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is a bit of a snub as well. Yep, that was a snub. Oh, I, I do have one other one yeah. that was a snub as well, which is my snub. Metroidvania. Um, I got to play that game. Um, my snub is Dreams. Yeah, I, okay. I, I went. I went back and went into Dreams. Just uh, <laughs> sounds. I went into Dreams. Uh, just, just, uh, just the other day, to see some of some people are making short films. Yeah, you can make all six of these nominees nominees in Dreams. In Dreams, that's incredible. Like it, it may not be as technical, like uh, uh, as, as as looking at something like The Last of Us Part Two, but you can make it, and that's 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 just how how that is not at least nominated blows my mind. Um, is it nominated know, anywhere for any of the categories? No, I think the best no. family game. Maybe, it got it? snubbed. No, yeah. it's nowhere. Ah, oh, sucks. It like, got completely uh, snubbed. I can understand it not being for game I, I think, of the year. But, and I think it, the, but it not I think, being nominated for any category is terrible. But, but the I, issue is yeah. because what do you nominate it for? That's the question. Because it's it's not horror. really what what uh, kind of game is it? Best best, best video game engine. It's not really a game. <laughs> game <laughs> for impact. Yeah. Ooh. Game for impact would be a great category. Game for impact, sure. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In my personal opinion, Mitch, this is part of the reason why I I, I say we overestimate the games journalists. I don't think they do a good enough job of celebrating games like this, you know? It's mm. like, oh. how, how do you make something like this? You know, even if it doesn't sell well enough, they should be celebrating what it accomplishes. It would be freaking oh, amazing. I, I didn't if get the entire... clicks. Move on to well, a new it would, article. It would, be, it would be so amazing, and here's here where we'll leave it at that, is the entire Game Awards made in dreams this year. 
Even though it didn't get nominated, that would be pretty freaking cool. Have a Jeff Keeley made in dreams, like all all the all the people made in dreams, and have them recorded. Like you can do all that. That's possible. The the creepy marionette. Yeah. Uh. Well, and then well, (laughs) well, then on top of it too, you can even have them hand the award to the winner in dreams. Okay. That's amazing. Like that. That could be amazing. That. So you know, like there's just. It's just and on that, that's and on that Mitch, and on that Mitch Sepson, we're gonna go ahead and take you know, COVID's really fucked us this year. We could have had Randy Pitch for jumping out of the crowd and screaming, <laughs> God fall should have won. It's like <laughs> unacceptable. Oh, I love Randy that. Pitchford I, I... in a Randy Pitchford mask. <laughs> yes. More of this. I also oh. saw a YouTube video that said god awful. And on that note we're out. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the music plays Never knew that game was going to fucking tank the second I saw it nothing has changed the the the, the copo the court of public Yeah, it's an 80 fucking nine. How is that not nominated? I don't know. It's pretty high. It's not 90.